I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A Silly Dude production. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you're listening from. Welcome to They Talk a Good Game. My name is Harvey, and I am joined by my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody out there. Gosh, I'm excited for another episode of this great podcast. It is uh, always a pleasure, you know, and reaching out to our global audience. That's right. We have listeners listeners in America, Canada, Japan, Egypt. Japan, Chile, of course, Australia, Chile, Chile too. I think we're yet to um, get a, a listener from the continent of Africa, if I'm correct. Egypt, mate. Oh, we've Egypt, had Egypt. The very north tip. We've had yeah. Egypt. So, oh, terrific. We have. We are truly a global podcast. There's not a single um, continent left to conquer. We've done it. Any wow. Antarctica researchers oh. who are into the <laughs> footy or podcasts in general, you know? Yeah, make sure if Give you are in Antarctica, make sure you've got your location services turned on uh, so <laughs> that we are aware that you are listening That's from. Right. Don't be using any of those VPNs to. No. See, that could be a thing. Too. Maybe all of our listeners <laughs> are in Australia and actually are just our mums and dads putting on VPNs from Chile and Brazil. And oh, God, that's embarrassing. A message <laughs> popped up on my thing. Doing a notification. Well, that's all right. Let's let's um talk about the footy because <laughs> oh, you know God. the footy is almost running out for this year. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we, let's get back on track. Well done. Well done. We've we've got two more rounds to go in regular season. Um, some really important games coming up, and there were some really important ones this weekend. To the Storm keep their winning streak going. Yes, they do. And they were, they were pushed by the Titans, certainly through the first half. Um, I think over the last couple of weeks, I mean, Storm are always going to be competitive and they've shown it this year. But yep. the last couple of weeks, they've taken, you know, 50, 60 minutes to get into their top gear and put, you know, put some points on the board mm. um, and pull away from, from the Titans this week and Seagulls last week. Do you think they are playing their best footy entering finals? Um, 
Well, I don't think that well, it's, you can't say they're playing their best footy because they played the Titans and they won by fourteen and they were down at half time. So no, but yep. the resolve they show when they get behind is still very impressive. And it was Nico Hines' first game, I think, in his NRL career, starting in the halves. It's something that Cronulla fans mm. would have watched with a keen eye. Um, and he was replacing a player who's almost been halfback of the year, Jerome Hughes. So he had big shoes to, shoes to fill. Pappenhausen back in the number one jersey. It was a fresh-looking spine for the Storm. Very exciting. That's right. Do you think their best squad includes those six spine players being Brandon Smith and Grant and yes. carrying either Pappenhausen or Hines on the bench and then playing with with yep. two other forwards, you suppose? Yep. If the grand final, make it? if everyone was fit, which they are because they were just resting those players, and if everyone's fit and not suspended and the grand final was tomorrow, I would. if I was Craig Bellamy, my team would have Pappenhausen at one, Munster at six, Hughes at seven, um, uh, I'd actually go Grant at nine, Smith at thirteen, Hines at fourteen. That would be my, that would be the layout of my team. Bellamy, if you're listening, I mean, you know, take it on board. Yeah, you could eat. I mean, the fact is, they get away with having Smith start at nine and having Grant and either Pappenhausen or Hines on the bench because Smith can so easily be part of the forward rotation. So even though it looks like yeah. they've got two utilities on the bench. Once Grant comes on, you've got a lock in Smith. So yeah, he's a middle forward, really. Yeah, that so they he's a middle away. forward that plays dummy half through that tough opening twenty minutes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think. I, and as hard yeah, as it is to say Hines at fourteen automatically, it's like even because he's had such a great year, you think you know maybe he deserves the one jersey you know going through. But for a grand final, you got to back your you know your proven like your your on paper best team really. Um, yeah, and I think still the on-paper best team is Pappenhausen at one, Heinz at 14. Yeah, I, I agree. And even though they've struggled in the first half of the last two weeks, you've never really thought that they're under threat of losing those games. Um, they, they've got that resolve, as, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, the other game of the round that stood out was Panthers versus Rabbitohs, second versus third. Um, Panthers showing their class, getting out to a 25-12 to 12 win. I really fancied the Rabbitohs here um, in a way. I, you know, I think they had a chance to close that gap and, and prove their worth, and I thought mm. Bennett could have come up with an absolute masterclass. Yeah, I mean, wasn't aside, the case. aside from, you know, there's a lot of controversy around that game and saying a lot of people saying the referees were quite one-sided to Penrith, but at the end of the day, I think Penrith had the – they're looking – they're, they're actually looking like they're hitting that that form that they dropped away from a little bit now coming into finals, which is very good timing for them and something that they didn't have last year. Last year, they, they won so many games in a row, similar to what Storm are doing right now. And mm-hmm. you, you get the feeling that they needed a loss. They needed a dip in form or some kind of wake-up call, which this year they've gotten, Storm have not. So it's almost reverse of what was happening in the lead up to the grand final last year, which for Penrith fans, I think you'd be quite excited to see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what about your, your Tigers boys? Oh, like this is disappointing <laughs> result. Is it worth talking about? I mean, it's, you know, they were never going to go three from three, even though I tipped them <laughs> because they, yeah, you I tip, got it, don't you? I got, I got to, after they've had two wins, start tipping them again. But 
The Sharks are a good team, and they got this young player who was playing for them. His name escapes me right now in the halves. Um, let me just quickly look up the team. Uh, Luke Metcalf. That's it, Luke was Metcalf. It? Looks like a talented he, player. He spent some time at Manly. I mean, he's, oh. he's a Sharks junior that, that came to Manly and couldn't break into the um, top 30. Couldn't break into um, the Manly top 30. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's such an insult when your team is sitting like top four. But... Manly have had a, Manly have had a depth issue, and so I would wonder how like a you know a good backup half doesn't crack it into the top thirty. But maybe you know, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? But um, look, we, we've got plenty of decent halves now. Foran's playing some of his best footy, and I actually thought his game on the weekend was one of his best of the season. Mm. Um, he really stood up. Uh, DC was strong as always. No Tommy Turbo. But we got the win anyway, and that's what was important. Um, they got a really late try to give them a, a sniff at, at salvaging something with one set to go or something. Yeah. Um, but I think Manny looked fairly comfortable. Uh, we attacked well, although I just I just think if Tommy was there, we would have put thirty points on him. Mm. The fact that he wasn't means that we weren't as lethal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Raiders look good, but I do think the difference between the top six sides and, and the rest of the pack this year, and even the, the top two and the rest of the pack. Yeah, um, it's sort of, I think it sort of goes, well, it's kind of top two followed by the Rabbitohs, followed by the Roosters and Seagulls, followed by Parramatta, and then even that, like, so there's steps between each of those little categories. Yeah, and they're pretty big and, jumps yeah, between them all. And then there's an even bigger jump to whoever finishes seventh, you know. <laughs> so. Well, I think the Knights have it locked up now. They've got a four-point um, gap on eighth, ninth, and tenth. So it looks like the Knights are going to be playing finals footy, which mm. is good for Knights fans, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's great for Knights fans. <laughs> I don't think there's anything uh, that Knights fans would be upset about that with. No, no. But... Um, yeah, I really think this top four race, just from a manly perspective, is is going to be close mm. and, and really important um, because getting a, a preliminary final or a first round final against the Storm, I just think you either learn a lot by losing to them. Like I think we took a lot out of last week or the week before last mm. game um, where we where we couldn't put them away despite having our chances, and I just think you'd get a big boost even if you push them all the way. If you get the win, obviously that's a massive, um, you know, demotivator for them and, and confidence boost for you guys yeah. or, or for the Seagulls. So I think that top four spot is really important. And Absolutely. Well, good news for yeah. good news for Manly fans this week is that Roosters take on the Rabbitohs who, you know, despite losing to Penrith, I mean, in, in fact, because of losing to Penrith, are going to be yep. hugely looking for a win. And, your boys go up against the Bulldogs, so oh, I know it's a good week. It, you've got a big chance of jumping. Yeah, into things. That top four this, spot. Is, this is the chance. This is the moment to to jump. So you'd hope that Roosters go down. Hope that you guys go up, and then hope that you match whatever result they get the week after, and then the top four spots yours. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's the game um, plan. One one other thing I wanted to throw your way was the Broncos Warriors game. Yeah, it was probably um, game of the round. That Broncos Warriors game. Yeah, do you think the Broncos are a better side this year under Kevy Walters? Do you think he's 
than last year. Come in and well, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. the last year, but yeah. moving forward moving as well. Forward. Do you think he's? They've shown improvement. The man to do it. I feel like as the years gone on, they've shown improvement, and maybe, maybe that is the influence of Walters. He spent a lot of the start of the year, sort of really just mixing and matching with his halves combination, and he showed he wasn't, he didn't care about picking and sticking, and he and he was happy to just try yeah. out a bunch of combos till he found one. And, you know, a lot of and that can be seen as pretty indecisive as a head coach. But at the same time, I think he's landed on something that uh, something that at least is a group of players who, you know, want to play for him and have the talent to to put up a result. So for now, I would I think well, Walter's yeah, moving into next year. See what happens. Um He's getting Adam Reynolds. It's an interesting approach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, I don't think many coaches could get away with that with coming into their first year of the squad. No. Um, he's given a lot of players a lot of chances. So he certainly knows what he's working with next year is the thing. You're not going to have many players debut next year that didn't get a chance this year, you don't think. That's right. Well, yeah. And, you know, he's blooded a lot of players and hopefully they'll be better off for the experience next year. And then the experience of Adam Reynolds comes in to partner a player like Albert Kelly, who'll probably be at 5'8 with him. And that's a very experienced and smart um, halves combination, which could really lead around that team. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just see all the sort of the top eight sides traditionally, you know what their best 13 looks like or their best 17 even, mm. you know. And with the Broncos, with this approach, you, you know, you're sort of guessing... It's a bit of bingo as to who's going to line up where. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think he's done a, a decent job this year. Nothing special. Um. But yeah. I, I actually saw him make a comment. I think it was a week ago or so that he said if Katoni Staggs was on the pitch for the oh, yeah. duration of the season, they would have been a top eight side. And I was, <laughs> gosh, really? Pretty interesting no comment chance. from a head coach. But I guess like I, I almost give more respect to Kevy Walters for the fact that he's willing to just to say stuff like that. I feel like other coaches would be hesitant to, you know, they want to really make sure that everyone in the squad feels like they're an equal part of the team's success, but he's happy to just go like, to just say, Oh, if we had that one player, we'd lift. Um, So it's transparent, isn't it? It's um, yeah, yeah, it's transparent. It's transfer. Who knows? Maybe just say Tom Trebojevic at the start of the year had a season-ending injury, and just say yeah. Manly were sitting thirteenth, fourteenth. Not saying they would be, but just say they were. And Des Hasler came out and said, "Oh, if Tommy Trebojevic had been here all year, we'd be fighting for the top four. We'd probably all laugh." But you know, you never know the impact of one player more and yeah, more. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, let's. I'd love to see Stags have the impact of Tommy, but yeah. Moving on. Moving on. I think it's time to give a wrap to our fantasy team of the week, Harvey. Oh, absolutely. Well, Nathan Robel. I don't know <laughs> if I'm pronouncing that right. But I think it's Robel. You scored Robel. Uh, got 1,130 points. Uh, an exceptional score. Uh, Cleary back in the side. Yep. Captaining. You know, that's the simple choice for a lot of fantasy managers. Um, And yeah, a commendable score. And what about the tipping? Yeah, tipping. S. Dennis B., a a prolific tipster, was one of a number of 
tippers to get full marks this week, but he got the uh, smallest margin uh, with a margin of five. Oh, so man. that is excellent tipping. S Dennis B. S Dennis B is featured in these top top tipping before. Really, really must be a good tipster. S Dennis B. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, wow, very impressive. Know, I hope to learn from him one day. Yeah. But... <laughs> I just, I wish I had some way that I could ask him how he does it, but I guess we'll. Hopefully he can reach out to the podcast. Maybe we'll get him. If on you're on Monday. Instagram, S Dennis B, send us a message. <laughs> let's get him. Let's get him on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, Harvey, now that now that all that business is out of the way, it's time for what this podcast is actually about. It's everyone's favorite game. It's Isaac Clue. It's Isaac Clue. Oh, gosh, I'm excited. And this week, it's my turn to come up with a player. Two weeks ago, when it was last my turn, it wasn't very successful. You pretty much guessed it after two guesses. So. Well, that's right. So, so I'm hoping this to, week... I've, if I want to improve, I've got to get it after the first clue. That's right. So let's... <laughs> oh, God, I'm nervous now, actually. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. This is, this, is, this is the first Isaac clue. This player did not play this week. Wowzers. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't play? Um, well, we spoke about him earlier. So Jerome Hughes, he, he was rested this week. Have I have I nailed it? Incorrect. It's not Jerome Hughes. We move on, and I'll see you again wow. for the second Isaac Clue. And now it's time for the bold, the basic, and the brilliant. Woohoo! That's right. That's right, everybody. We're about to name name some players that we thought were the best on the weekend. And but before we do that, we're going to see if we got our our predictions right last week. And then after we do both those, we're going to make more predictions. That's what, how it's That's going to it. work. That's it. All right. Yeah. So, what did we say would happen last week? What was your basic prediction? Well, I thought that the Cowboys would beat the Eels. Um, unfortunately not not the case that was my basic how was your basic my basic was that the knights would defeat the bulldogs by 20 plus and that did not happen no we're not very good at this um bold i said uh, rabbitos versus penrith would be 25 points or less combined scores no, um, Panthers got 25 on their own, and Rabbitohs got an extra 12. They did. So. And my bold was that in that Panthers v. Rabbits game, every single goal would be kicked successfully. And that also did not happen. Nathan Cleary missed two, and Adam Reynolds missed one. Right, Can you believe right, okay. it? The well, two best good. goal kickers in the league, and they play each other, and three goals are missed in that match. That's in, in not even that high scoring of a game. Like I'm very disappointed. I thought I had a good one there. Yeah. Remember last week I maybe, said... Maybe they, it was all a mental game. Remember last week I said this could be the week where we do get all four correct. And what I have we done? That. We got uh, none of them correct. None of the four. <laughs> well, this is our week to change our fortunes because, okay. you know, there's not a lot of footy left to be played. No. We have to have a clean sweep at least one week. We otherwise, only, We only have two more uh, weeks left really of this. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Um, What's your bold for this? So, no, sorry. No, we're doing player of the round now. I think that's a good idea. Okay. You know, it'd only been uh, 23 <laughs> rounds of pretty. <laughs> we still haven't got this format. All right. Well, let's do it. Ready? Three, two, 
one. Cameron Munster. Tedesco. Nice. Nice. Tedesco would have been my second choice, so I'm glad that those two have been represented. Yeah. Yeah. I thought um, Tedesco put in an exceptional performance. Um, He got four try assists. He's really leading these roosters around uh, with, you know, they're really their starting spine at the beginning of the year, not there. Yeah. Um, He's taking on captaincy. He's taking on more playmaking, um, a lot of pressure on him, and he's keeping uh, him and everybody else, but he's certainly the remaining jewel in the crown um, yes. that's pushing for that top four, you know, easily top eight spot. So yeah, I and, thought another classic performance by him. And, yeah. and you went for Munster? I went for Cameron Munster, uh, the Storm game against the Titans. I just think it was really... It was Munster's best game of the year, in my opinion, and I thought it was the first time this year that we saw him in his form that he was in for most of last year and really taking just taking control of the game and really just looking for the ball at every opportunity. And that's when he's at his best, when he's just hungry and he doesn't need to score tries pretty. Like he literally did one where he dove at the, the knees of the other team because they didn't get down low enough and scored. But when he's not trying to play pretty... That's when he's playing his best, Cam Munster. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that had anything to do with Hughes missing out and him being partnered with Hines in the halves? Yeah, and he was playing more first receiver and got the, his hands on the ball a bit more. Hey, maybe maybe Munster and Hughes aren't a very uh, don't have a lot of chemistry. Maybe that's the answer. No, I'm joking. I mean, Hughes has been playing exceptionally. Yeah, we've, no. we've talked <laughs> him up a lot, um, but the question has to be raised: Do you want? Hughes playing his best footy or Munster playing his best footy and do they play their best footy together? Do (laughs) you potentially play with uh, Munster, Hines? I mean, I don't think he will, but it's a question. And, and, you know, if Bellamy was to do it and they were to win, you wouldn't, you know, Hughes play that 14 role. (sighs) No. If I was to give my, I know, I know that you're not giving your opinion necessarily, just raising the question. Um, Raising the question, you know, having a football yeah. chat on a football podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, basically, my answer to that is that Hughes, well, Storm have had their greatest, like minus whether or not, you know, if they don't win the premiership, we won't be saying this, but up to this point, the Storm have had their most successful season ever in their whole history. Yeah. Um, and Hughes has been at the forefront of that. So if I'm talking 2021, the player that I want to be shining is Jerome Hughes, really, over Cameron Munster. And you have to just say that because that's what's working with this team. Um, and it's good that Munster could step up without Hughes in the team. And I hope that yeah. when Hughes comes back, they can both step up because they can both take that sort of ownership of the team. It doesn't just have to be one of them. No, totally, totally. Um, but a lot of good performances this week. Mm. What about predictions? Are we going to nail it this week? Are we going to get them all right? <laughs> yeah, Do you have a basic I one for are. me? I've got one. Roosters v Rabbitohs. The old enemies go head-to-head this week, and that match will feature a controversial bunker decision. <laughs> oh, I think it will. Uh, uh, like it's, most it's, it's the games sort of match. nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> But that one in particular, it's going to feature some kind of real controversial bunker decision. Mm. It's got a written all I look over forward it. To it. <laughs> what's, what's your basic prediction? Uh, I've gone for a basic prediction of uh, the Storm 
Penrith, Manly, and the Rabbitohs all to win, making them the top four, being the Rabbitohs beating the Roosters and Manly winning. Puts Manly into that top four. So I'm saying that's going to be it. The top four are all going to win this week. And Panthers Um, play the Mighty West Tigers, so that'll be also a tough one. And the Storm play the Mighty Parramatta Eels. So Eels and Tigers, two teams who are in great form and really probably (laughs) going to put up a good fight against Melbourne and Penrith. So you've you've picked four underdogs there. So (laughs) well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, It was a basic tip. Yeah, that's true. How how bold are you going this week? Okay, so uh, well, I'm, my tip relies on Tom Trebojevic coming back into the side. Uh, hopefully, he he he's not rested because they're playing the Bulldogs because that'll really screw up my bold prediction, which is Tom Trebojevic to get five try involvements. So he could is score. It, I mean, three. if he's on the pitch, there's a strong chance. Could the, score three and assist without. two. Could score one and assist four. Just five involvements. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the risk is because it's the Bulldogs; they could they might rest quite him. easily rest him for another week. Yeah, so um, that's the risk. The, honestly, that's more bold than him getting the five try involvements. <laughs> is whether he plays against the Bulldogs? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that adds to the boldness of it. That's All for right. sure. What's your pre- um, bold prediction? Mine. So, Manly, we've talked about up against the Bulldogs. Penrith playing up against your West Tigers. I reckon they'll win by a combined margin of 100 points. Okay. That's, so 50-0, yep. 50-0. It's a bit more sensible like than 100 you. 100-0 and nil all, you know. <laughs> right, 150 nil and then 50 nil to the Tigers. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, either way, it adds right, up combined to... Combined margin of 100. Exactly 100 or at least 100? Or more. Okay, there you go. Or more. So you just got to clarify because otherwise you risk... I, you know. I know, I've felt that before. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's see if they come true. I think, uh, uh, I was going to say, I think we've got a good chance this week, but who, who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> who, am I, who am I actually kidding? I'm probably going to get zero from four between us, but hey, that's the fun. That's the fun of the game. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. but before we end the segment, it's time for your second Isaac Clue. I'm glad you remembered because okay. yeah, I need this one to tie my best score. Not that it's a competition, but you can see my competitiveness okay. coming out. Okay, so I said the first clue was he did not play this week. Your second clue mm. is... Um, it is... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just deciding which one. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll do this one. He is 30 years old. 30 years old and didn't play. It's quite hard to think about last week, but think of the players that didn't play last week. I've got you. You know? Um, 30 I'm very years nervous because this is... It was play. after the second clue that you got it last time and I'm really nervous that it's going to happen again. Um, Come on, off the top of your head, no research. I don't have research. I don't want you to hear any Who's clicking. Old and didn't play? I don't want to hear any clicking. Um, oh, I'm literally just looking through the team at? list. Oh, even that, even that's a bit not off the top of your head. Okay, I make I'm all my guesses straight up, just off the off my head. <laughs> what was so he didn't play last week? And he's thirty. And he's thirty years old. 
Come on, give me a name. Josh Mansour. Incorrect. It's not Josh Mansour. We move on. Yes, he that's might have good. even played. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> he might have played. I think Mansour <laughs> might have played actually. Let me. Quick... I thought Eric Johnson came back. Have I failed? Yeah, Mansour, on the first Mansour did play. Um, all right, that. cool. Well, oh well, we move on. Lucky, lucky. This Harvey, week, Harvey. we've had a couple of players announce their retirement from the game. Yeah. Um, notably, James Maloney spending a bit of time over in the Super League in the UK. In the south of and France, actually, Alex. is where he's living. Playing for uh-huh. Netherlands. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Alex Glenn as well. Um, yep. Don't they still compete in the Super League? Yeah, they, no, they, they do compete in the Super League, but you said UK. Oh, if you said well, Super League, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any need to correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, where were we? They're very different just, players, aren't they? Alex Glenn and James Maloney had different sort of careers. Alex Glenn debuted I as a Bronco, have. played as a Bronco. He's retiring as a Bronco. James Maloney, who knows what team he debuted for? I have no idea. <laughs> I think no, it might have been right. Melbourne. He is a, I think <laughs> a, a typical journeyman. He's been around. He's brought success wherever he goes. Yeah, and. It was a bright idea to bring in our Coach Wars segment, um, a fan favourite, to mesh these two types of players together and see what's better, the journeyman or the one-club loyalty player. That's right. On one hand, Um, a loyal player is constantly wanted by the club they're at or the the journeyman constantly wanted by every single other club, which which is more valuable. That's it. So we're going to put together two different teams, which we'll decide shortly. Yes. One consisting of um, players who have only played for one club, and we're putting a minimum year limit of seven years. Do you reckon seven? I what still you- think. I still think like five might be all right. I, I I think like how many players are there currently who've played seven seven years? One club. Well, I think because we're going to extend this to previous players as well, not just current players, the players who have already retired. Oh, we're including that as well. Um, I didn't realise that. I thought we were just doing current players. Oh, okay. Well, no, I didn't know. <laughs> um, but the other category will be... Okay. Uh, well, should we do current players? Four clubs or more. Yeah, current players, yeah. five years, five years. Yeah. club. I think that's right. Okay. And the other team will be players who have played for four different clubs at least yep. throughout their career. Yeah. Four clubs or more. Or uh, more. Important I, I, I still don't I still don't really know which team I would choose. So I guess I'll if if I am lucky enough to win name of Oregon, then Yeah, it is luck. It is, it is. <laughs> then, um, then uh then I'll I don't know, I'll have to decide in the moment. So let's let's okay, get well, into name of Oregon. Let's uh, do it. Let's sink our teeth into it. Well, actually, so my team won Coach Wars last week, so my fullbacks lost. You get the honour. That team. I'll go first. I'll kick us off. All right. <clears throat> Toby Rudolph. Mm. Flanagan. <laughs> 
Nakora. So late. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was quite late. I was, ha- I was happy to. I already. I knew you were going to say Flanagan when I said Rudolph. I was like, How did you know well, that? Because I started playing the game and I was like, FFF, uh, Flanagan. And then I had, my end li- I had my end lined up in case you went for him. So I was two oh, steps God, ahead of you. My brain just wasn't picking over. All right. That's a shame. That's me. I'm going to take the. I'm going to take the one club players. Yeah. All right. The Alex Glenn's of the go. world. Yeah. Well, I will be the Jimmy Maloney's of the world and searching for those players who have played everywhere, wanted by everyone else, but All right. rarely their own team. Very good. All right. Well, I'll see you back here in just a sec and we'll have our teams. And we're back. Hello. Hello. Uh, we've got our teams. We will say in the break we were discussing and we realised we made it a bit too uneven. Me being given one club players who have played for five years would have given me a pretty stacked team and giving Harvey players who have played for four clubs would have been really tough for him to put together a team. So I'm now doing one club players who have played for at least seven years and Harvey's doing players who have played for three or more clubs. Just got to right. get that That's out of right. the way. And I think it's going to be um, a better contest for that having happened. I still think you've probably got the edge. <laughs> um, I must say my, my back line, because that's what I was focusing my early efforts on, is consistent of um, four match, four team players. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it that's shows the journeyman there. It's... And then some of my forward pack. Particularly in that hooking role, I couldn't think of any players that have played for four or more clubs All right, and are sweet. still. Well, let's name these teams. Around. Let's name these teams. Let's should do we it. should we go position by position, or should we just go? You name your team, I name a team, sort of thing. Position by position, yeah, let me right. see how they match up. All I right. think. Yeah, true, true, true. Fullbacks. I've and if got... I read my entire team out in one, it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> so let's break it up. <laughs> okay. I've got Tom Trebojevic, who has played for exactly... This is his seventh year, so he make, makes yep. it in the team. Yep. He comes up against Corey Thompson. <laughs> That's a, t- a fullback. <laughs> he's an underrated player. He is an underrated he's player. He's been along by lots of his teams. I'm sorry for laughing. Um, no, yep. it's all right. It's That's all right. Good. Yep. All right. Uh, wingers. Who are your wingers? Uh, so one of them is Josh Morris. He's oh, been yeah. around. Yep, nice. He's, he's class. Nice. Um, the other being James Roberts. Oh, Stick yeah, the out there on the wing. You you love him on the wing. I love so, I've, I've I've been saying this whole time. He's a winger. I love him on the that's wing. That's it. Uh, we'll see how they go up against Daniel Tupo from the Sydney Roosters. And yeah, he's good. The, the classic one-club man who is going to retire a one-club man, Anthony Don. Oh. Yeah. What a legend. What a legend. The Don Meister. Don, he's probably the Gold Coast Titans only ever one club player. So very Yeah, uh, I mean pretty big deal. That's it. All right. Um Who you got in the what center? do your centers look well, like? Well my centers are first of all, it's the man you think of when you think of a one club player still playing. It's Jared Croker. I'm and glad he's he, made side. He is partnered by a winger turned center for the sake of my team. It's my man David Nofaluma. Finally, oh, lovely. finally I can put him in a team. <laughs> yeah, he's, I know he's one of your favourite Tigers boys. Yeah, so good. Glad to see him get a shout out. Happy with that. 
I've gone with possibly the most successful or one of the most successful um, journeymen in a young career so far, and that is Momorowski. Yeah. Um, he's had successful spells wherever he's gone, really, apart from um, the, the Tigers. And he is partnered with a current Tigers journeyman. That is big old Joey Leilua. Joey Leilua. I thought he might get a spot in this team. He's a pretty classic journeyman. It's good to he see, is. Good to see he that is. he made it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he, to know that my team... Like typical, typical player that... um. A recruitment manager would look at a highlights reel on YouTube and be like, "Oh yeah, we want him in our side." And then he turns up to training, and you get to you see him drop fifty sitters in a row. You uh, go, give away a bunch of penalties. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the Tigers um, recruitment team only look at highlight reels. That's why we've got Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy the Jet and Joey Lelua. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. okay, halves. Who who are your halves? Well, I had to bring in Jimmy Maloney there. Yeah, Obviously, fair. he is the inspiration for the side. Yep. And he's partnered with Kieran Foran. Could yeah, go nice. past him. Yeah, very good. He's a bit been a bit of a journeyman. Although, even though now he's back yeah. at Manly, it feels like he never left, but he's been around exactly. a bit. Exactly. He should never have left, but, um, you know, yep. he wanted to pursue things. Yep. I've Who got have a, you got? I've got a couple of origin players in my halves. I've got Jack Whiten at 5'8". Hasn't always been a 5'8 for Canberra, but he has certainly been in their team for a long time. That's it. And he's yeah. partnered by Daily Cherry Evans from the Manly Sea Eagles. Oh, beauty. Yeah. Oh. He nearly left. He very nearly left, but that doesn't, doesn't make him any less loyal. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed for the money, so that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. Um, should we finish up the spine? I've, I've brought in Coruscant. As a class, yeah, hooker. classic. Um, classic played for Rabbitohs, Manly, and Penrith twice. Nice. Um, and I've got in my hooker. Oh, yeah, I struggled. I struggled to find an actual hooker. So my number nine is Luke Brooks. <laughs> Wowzers! Yeah, I really struggled with a hooker. I've got you there. You've got, you've got <laughs> me there. Anybody's scrolling. Between the two sides, that is an you've, edge for the journeyman. You'll be hoping um, they only look at the number nines because I will agree you've got me there. <laughs> what does your front row look like? Uh, I've got big Jesse Bromwich from the Melbourne Storm, yeah. partnered by our man Josh Papali'i from the Canberra Raiders. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Uh, I have got Russell Packer, you know. <laughs> He's still <laughs> knocking around. You decided to pick um, him. Nice. Of course, big old Ben Murdoch Masilla. Ah, very good. He's back at the Warriors. Um, spent a lot of time over in the UK. Yeah, nice. Or somewhere in the Super League, irrespective of what country. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, what's your second row? My second row is Kenny Bromwich. So I've got the two Bromwich brothers both in my team, both Class. loyal Melbourne players. And he's partnered by, I could have chosen Felice Cafusi, so I could have made it a Melbourne Double, but I decided to give some loyalty to the man that inspired this team this week was Alex Glenn. He's going in my second row ahead of Felice. Yeah, Gibson. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got Maloney. Uh, I, had to, I had to put Glenn in my team somewhere, so no, he's in. It's a good pick. Who have you got? I've gone with uh, Tarek Sims. Nice. And big old Lockie Burr. He's yeah, knocked cool. around a bit as well. Yeah, right. Nice. You didn't want to... Yeah, didn't want to put... Ryan Madison in the team, though. 
No, no, Lockie Bear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No more needs to be said. Madison plays for the Eels, and I, I don't, I don't, don't like them. Um, I'm gonna go with my lock. Uh, I had, I've already got the Bromwich brothers in my team. Why not get another brothership? The Trebojevic's, Jakey is locking yeah. the scrum. Beautiful. I've got C.S. Oliola. Nice. He is old enough to have played for probably 15 clubs if he wanted to. Um, <laughs> but no, just, just the three. Just I think. the three, three or four. Fair. So he nice. rounds out the side. Now it's I close think, contest. I think we have to pick coaches and you have to pick a coach who has coached three or more teams. Okay. If, if such, um, well, I'll go with Wayne Bennett. Uh, oh, that's true. Pretty easy for me. That's true. He spent some time at a number of different clubs, yeah. um, and he's been pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go for the guy that I pretty. I feel like I make this guy my coach every single time. Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Yeah. One club coach. Can I just put forward an argument here? Because he played for, for the why my team oh. might edge your team. Yep. Go on. My team's players have spent their careers changing scenery, getting to know new tactics, new <laughs> playing combinations, all that stuff. You throw these guys in a room and they're going to just get down to business, play some good footy together. They know how to create partnerships quickly. Your mm. guys, they've never left the comfort of their own club. Mm. You put them all in a team and they're all used to, you know, having the same guy on their inside, same guy on their outside that trust at club level, not going to translate to coach wars. Yeah, right. Well, I'll just quickly make one counter argument to that. And that is that my players are better. And that's, that's, that's all that I'll, I'll leave mm. it with that. So regardless of anything mm. you've just said, I think my team has the edge just because they are more talented players. So we'll see okay. who wins. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a close one. <laughs> you know, Tom Trevojevic can turn any side into a winning side. It doesn't matter who they are. So. No, that's right. There we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, and now it's time for your third Isaac Clue. Oh, this is what we've been building up to. I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. So the first clue was he did not play this week. Second clue was yeah. he is 30 years old. The yeah. third clue is that it's sort of a two-parted one. Actually, no, it's not. A, no, you know what? I'm not going to do the two-parted one. Okay. It's, I'll do the first bit as this clue. He has played for two clubs in his career. So he's 30 years old. He's played for two clubs, but he didn't play this just the weekend that just happened. Actually, you know what? I'm going to add on. I'm going to add on the second part of the clue. Okay. So he's he's played for two (laughs) clubs in his career. He scored 63 tries for one of the clubs and six for the other. Okay. So that sounds like somebody's recently moved clubs. Um, 30 years old so they must have spent a good chunk of time at one club but that's what that's like 70 tries that's 10 tries a year no 7 tries a year if mm. they've played for 10 years what type of position scores 7 tries a year as a, a centre a decent centre a second rower a half, lots of positions other than wingers, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I'll rule out hookers. Yeah. Um, who's just moved clubs but didn't play last week? 
I've literally got no names in my head. Um, He's played for two clubs. He's got 63 clubs. tries for, for one. Years old. 30 years old. Did not play last week. Come on. I need a name. Come on. I really am trying to think. I really am. Play for two clubs. Just a 30-year-old that's played for two clubs. a much better, much better showing from me than it was two weeks ago, so at least happy with that. Um, No, it couldn't possibly be him. All right. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. I need a name. Um, Sean Johnson. You fucking bastard. Is it Sean? <laughs> no names in his head, he says. No names. No one coming to him. You absolute bastard. Yes, it's Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. Yeah. Well, that's just so annoying. Like... I thought I had you. I thought I had you. I thought, oh, he might not get it at all this week. Oh. I mean, on it, he is the first name. I'll tell you who popped to bed first was Jordan Rapana, but he's definitely scored mm. more than six tries for the Raiders. I shouldn't have included the try thing. I shouldn't have included it. Well, tries, they certainly helped narrow it down. 30 years old. He's only played for Warriors and then Sharks. Mm. I Oh, I'm well, surprised he's only scored six tries for the Sharks, but... Yeah. Wowzers. Worth the weight. Damn. <laughs> All right. My next clue was going to be that he was going to be playing for a different club next year to the one he's at this year. But, um, you know, oh, well. I guess we'll never know how good that could have been. Okay. No. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever. You got it. Bye. Well, not bye. It's not the end of the podcast yet, so don't go away. There's more fun stuff coming up next. <laughs> The tag awards, or sorry, the Tagaga awards are ever so approaching as the regular season draws to a close. And this week, much like the last three weeks, we bring in three new categories. We nominate a player each and then we pass it over to you to nominate away and we'll put together nominees that you'll then later on be able to vote for to find out our actual winners of each award. So this week, we have awards... The best pest, which will be awarded to the player with the best sledging game, the best, the most annoying presence on field. Someone who just, you know, yep. can use their words to get under a player's skin. Well, the most uh, frustrating player to come up against. That's right. And last last week we did the spine of the year, so this week we're doing the Ford Pack of the year. Which team's Ford Pack has just been the most united, effective group? And we did most improved player a couple of weeks ago. This week we're going to do most improved team, which team has yet put put turned their back on last year and uh, climbing up the ladder from where they were this year. So let's start with the best pest, a nice fun one to kick us off. Harvey, mm. who's your nominee for the best pest award? My nominee, and I've got to say, this person gets under my skin watching him um, a lot. Uh, he's a mm. Queensland's marquee player. It's Cam Munster. Oh, yeah, right. And my God, I I do find myself screaming at the TV <laughs> a lot more at him than many other players. Yeah, um, nice. 
he does a lot that would get under my skin if I was out there on the pitch. So yeah. I have to give him my nomination. Yeah, I think it's something about Queenslanders and something about players who have played for the Melbourne Storm because my nominee is Will Chambers, who's now at the Cronulla yeah. Sharks, uh, but he spent a long time at the Storm. He was just as annoying when he was at the Storm, got into fights, <laughs> all the, like, you know, built up rivalries with players over that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. he's still just as annoying as ever. His most recent bout with Kane Evans was a classic. So, yeah, I think That's there's it. two strong um, nominees. I had a couple of close uh, contenders yeah. as well. I yeah, thought Josh him. McGuire yeah. has been a, a pest for some time. Um, and, of course, we talked about him earlier. He's no longer an NRL player, but Jimmy Malone. Oh, yeah. God, true. he was a pest. Yeah, God. yeah. I'd also I'll give a little shout out to Adam Dewey. He's not quite on the level of the other guys, but in the recent uh, Wild West Fox League documentary, you saw him mic'd up, just giving it to Adam Reynolds as he was trying to line up a conversion kick, and that sort of that yeah, sort I of like that. Good to see, quite oh. funny. Uh, so yeah, cool. Moving on, let's give our nominees for the Ford Pack of the Year. Yeah, go, go ahead. Who have you got? Yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough one, the Ford Pack of the Year, because it's tough to kind of separate a team's success from the Ford Pack. You know, it often does correlate, but to try and isolate the Ford Pack is quite difficult. Um, yeah. And I'm going to give it to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, it's kind of their first year beyond the Sam Burgess era. They've only got Tom left from that brother, from those brothers. And I think looking around at the other top four teams, their pack is quite a bit smaller than the other teams. But having a player like Cameron Murray, having a young kid like Kaloa Matangi in there as well, Liam yeah. Knight, I think they've just got a really good energy about them in that form. Jai Arrow as well. Jai Arrow. Really good form. It's a really good youthful energy. They don't yeah. have to be and the I biggest. I think Mark Nichols is another uh, one yeah. that's um, underrated. And so it's that and attitude of they don't have to be the biggest the biggest pack, but they'll, you know, they'll, it's the the effort and the work they put in that gets them gets them over the line. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah I I support that nomination for sure. I've gone for Penrith. Nice. Uh, I think Fisher Harris is a top row, top notch front row forward. Um, Kickow, Capewell, Martin rotating through um, that back row, second row. I know Martin spent some time in the middle. I think Moses Leota has stepped up this year. Mm. Another, uh, you know, sort of unrecognized or unappreciated front rower. Um, I think a couple of other shout outs. I mean, Penrith are my nomination, but I think the Titans, when they're on their day with Tino, David Fafida, uh, Fodawaka, Wallace, um, you know, Proctor, they're, they're, they're sort of the other end to the Rabbitohs. They're just big and scary and hard to tackle. Yeah. Um, so I'll give a little shout out to them. Yeah, true. Very nice. And now let's move on to our final uh, category for this episode, which is the most improved yeah. team. Um, you can go first. Who's he yeah. got? Oh, no, <laughs> you go. <laughs> well, I mean... I can't go past Manly. Yeah, fair. We finished 13th last year. A lot of things didn't go our way, but I mean, we're such a different side this year. Um, we lost Fanua Blake, and I thought that would really impact us in the middle, but players like Paseca, Sipley, Aloye has been good. 
Schuster's mm. been a revelation in in the back row. We've lost Sirinan, we lost Davy. Sirinan's only just coming back. Um, Olakawatu is holding down his spot. You know, Sirinan's playing in the middle now, and he was our best back rower over the last couple of years. But Schuster and Olakawatu are holding him out, yeah. and I just think that they're the best. They're the best side with, yeah, nice. with Saab and Garrick out there as well. Yeah, you know, I would, it's I would massively have, improved. I probably would have gone for Manly as well, but um, because I think they, you know, this is an award that looks likely to be given to them. I just, you know, uh, based on the fact, <laughs> based on the fact that actually, like looking at the ladders from last year and this year, a lot of teams are pretty much where they were last year, except for Manly. They're kind of the only team that's mm-hmm. made a real climb up the ladder. So, a team I'm going to nominate here. But it's not really based on ladder position because they finished ninth last year and they're currently sitting ninth. Um, but they look a different team based on uh, potentially coaching their juniors, but mainly their off-field signings. Uh, and I think they recruited the best out of any team in the off-season. And it's the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I just think they need to sort out their... Um, their halves really get a settled halves partnership. Yeah. And it looks like they've got lots of talent there, but once they move Ash Taylor on and they, you know, yeah. Fogarty, maybe Sexton get maybe to the whole season. Maybe Brimson. And then they've also got, because Brimson could potentially move to halves to make uh, the fullback yeah. spot available to Jaden Campbell, who looks like a hot young prospect. That's right. Yeah. I just think once they get their spine settled um, and can build on it for the medium to long term with that young pack that they've got, Mm. And, and strong outside backs as well. You know, they, they are a definitely side on the rise. And I wouldn't be surprised if they if they made the eight this year. They're certainly still in They're the still fight in the for it. Yeah, absolutely. They could snag that eighth spot. All right, well, we've got our three new award categories this week. Best Pest, Ford Pack, and Most Improved Team. Head to our Instagram, who did we not mention? Who Who deserves to be in the conversation and who deserves to be nominated, go to the Instagram and vote or name them. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, We don't have much footy left in the year, but it's probably the best footy coming up. Finals around the corner. Everything's hotting up. The race for the eight is on. Top four big games this weekend. The wooden spoon is decided for... There's still a lot to play for. We've got our tag awards coming up. <laughs> yes, Make we sure do. you get voting, get nominating. Um, yeah. Have we got our predictions, Lockie? Is this going to be our week? Uh, no, it's not. And you know what? That's my that's final. That's the boldest prediction that's, ever. <laughs> that's, I've said no, so maybe I'll get that prediction wrong and we'll actually get all our predictions right. So that's that bit of reverse psychology I've used there, and I think it's going to work out for us this time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. right. well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and again, apologies for my Isaac Clue guessing ability. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, like, I stole your thunder with Ridiculous. it. Real, you know, yeah. Whatever. gets out the blue. Yeah, I'll have to change that. I'm somehow. happy with it. I look forward to guessing <laughs> next week, and uh, we'll see everybody. Yeah. We'll see everybody then. We'll see everyone next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.